I'm Akonefa Achia, and you're listening to Season 3 of the Afropop Close-Up Podcast, where we go beyond the music into politics, religion, and culture. The first time Afropop covered Haitian Carnival was in 1995. Back then, if you were in Haiti and you wanted to hear all the new Carnival songs, you turned on the radio. For this special update, producer Ian Koss returned to Haiti to see how digital technology has changed the Carnival experience. This is Carnival Goes Digital. The sun is going down over Port-au-Prince, which means the Carnival Parade is about to start. But no one really looks ready. And that includes Karel Pedre. What happened, we had some electricity issues and that shut down our internet connection. So now someone is running around with a voltage meter, checking all the different extension cables. Karel himself has to go tell a sandwich vendor to shut off her panini machine. It's Haiti, man. You know, you never know. Electricity and internet are essential right now because Karel is trying to broadcast the carnival live on Facebook to thousands of people around the world. He's set up on what's called a stand. It's a raised platform with a simple roof and railing, all made out of plywood. And the president has his stands right across our stand. Yeah, that's the president of Haiti itself, who arrives pretty soon with his motorcade. Now later on, when the bands on their floats arrive at this intersection, they stop to greet the president personally. And then many of those same bands will turn to address Karel personally. And as I'm watching this, I just have to wonder, why does this artist want to stop his song, stop his truck, right after he's addressed the president of Haiti, to now give a shout out to Karel Pedre? The answer takes us back to 2009. I wanted to create a TV show. And I thought, let me just create a website for the TV show. And I started Plessis Carnaval. Plessis Carnaval. That is the reason all those artists stopped at Karel's stand. That's the reason I'm talking to Karel now. To tell you the truth, Plessis Carnaval is the biggest um, distribution and promotional platform of the carnival in Haiti. You see, what Karel figured out when he created his website is that what people needed more than anything was just a place to find carnival songs. Because people in the Haitian diaspora and people in the Haitian provinces, they didn't have access to one website that can give them all the carnival songs. Keep in mind, there are hundreds of carnival songs produced each year by Haitian artists just for this one event. So someone who really want to get all the carnival songs have to have a contact on a radio station that will definitely send it to them. And sometimes a lot of carnival songs never reach the provinces. So Plessis Carnaval changed that. Once Plessis Carnaval caught on, artists started sending their songs directly to Karel, who would post them all to the site. For example, uh, last year we had uh, 664. This year we have 840. So it's a lot. 
And I think that with technology, we can definitely spread out the carnival. Hello? Hey, Pierre, it's Ian. All right, give me one second. Don't, don't hang up, just give me one minute. Pierre Casamajor is one of the thousands of people who watched Plessy Carnival's Facebook Live video. He lives in Baltimore. Yeah, I grew up in Haiti until uh, I was 16. And I came in America in May 1989. I mean, you've lived in the United States for a few decades now. Yes, sir. So is it, has the carnival experience changed for you while you've lived here as the technology changes? Yes, yes. Because see, back then, it was like, you know, people usually record it and send them to me. Like a, a cassette tape or a VHS? VHS. Wow. So you'd have to wait days or maybe weeks to see yeah weeks so what's that like now the fact that you can watch the entire carnival live in your house in baltimore oh that's that's great that's pretty much that's pretty amazing and then for haitians who leave the country today they can experience carnival almost like they never left this was my first time out of Haiti in carnival time. Michi Guerriere moved to the Dominican Republic a few months ago for a job, just before the carnival season got started. At first, I was like, I kind of sad because I was saying, wow, I'm going to be out of Haiti for carnival. But then, just like usual, she listened to all the new carnival songs straight from the Plessy Carnival website. And then when the actual carnival parade started, she found their Facebook live stream. I said, wow. This is something great. Now I feel better. And then you just kept yeah. watching the whole carnival? Yes, I watched it for three days. So you'd yeah. be up till two in the morning in your living room, in your house? Yeah, I do. Even like the last day, I stay up at like four in the morning. <laughs> really? Of course, yes. Mitchie told me that she has a whole community of people who all watch the same feed together. And I've never met them before. And they're leaving comments too. I mean, these videos will rack up thousands of comments overnight. And a lot of those comments are directed personally at Karel, the host. I can say, if I had like 50 comments there, I think 40 of them was good job, Karel, and thank you for making us enjoying this. Like, uh, it was like I was in Haiti. <laughs> On the day after Carnival ends, Ash Wednesday, the whole Plessy Carnival team comes together at Karel's house to debrief. There are about a dozen people, producers, photographers, graphic designers. Everyone looks under 30 and exhausted. I'm really tired. I'm exhausted uh, because it's been a really tough period for for me and for the whole staff. He told me there was one big takeaway from this year. Don't let Plessy Carnival die after the carnival. You see, in the past, the Plessy Carnival website and social media basically went silent as soon as the carnival was done. This year, Karel wants to keep it alive. It's partly a strategy decision to help grow his audience. 
but it's also a matter of principle. That's because as much as digital media has changed the experience of Carnival, it has not changed the basic purpose. It's the, the only event that we have in Haiti that put everybody together. It's a time when artists can sing openly about government corruption, about problems with education, healthcare, and security. It's a way for us to express ourselves and talk about our problems, but also to enjoy. And technology has not changed that one bit. One carnival song can't fix the problem. But I do think, and as I always say, if we were united like we are during the carnival, Haiti would be a different country. It's like everybody's doing the part for one event. Even the government to have electricity, security, first aids. So you just say, it's only for three days. But if we can get, get the same drive and put everybody together, we would definitely be another country. And is that for you part of the reason to make Plaisir Carnival more of a year-round experience, is to keep that carnival mindset alive? Yes, that's the first thing. Tomorrow, everybody will start the daily life and it's like nothing happened. It's like we didn't sing those lyrics. It's like we didn't learn about that thing because we only get united during the carnival. After the carnival, everything is gone. If you want to keep your carnival spirit on year-round, check out plezicarnaval.com. That's P-L-E-Z-I-K-A-N-A-V-A-L dot com. We'll also link to their site and social media from afropop.org. While you're there, I posted some pictures from my time at Carnival. Special thanks to Serge Tournier for letting me ride on his float. It was, uh, it was a wild ride. This Afropop close-up was made possible by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts. But to keep the series going, we could really use your support. Visit afropop.org and make a donation. Every dollar counts. For Afropop Worldwide, I'm Ian Koss.